Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And today uh, we want to take a look at an issue that I think is relevant for everyone, especially so in 21st century America. Um, around us, around every couple, mm-hmm. around every person, yeah. there are all sorts of good things. People, especially where we live in this day and age, have a lot of good stuff, oh, a yeah. lot of successes, a lot of victories, a lot of happy things. And so we have the temptation to look at what other people have and want it for ourselves. The Bible calls it coveting, and it's a problem. And so I think we should spend a few minutes thinking through um, how do I look at what other people have and be happy for them um, and not covet and want it for myself? Yeah, it's easy. It's like the whole grass is greener on the other side. You know, you look over the fence and you literally in, in our community you could look over the fence and be like, well, their fence and their yard and their grass is amazing. And I mean, you just that concept is we could do that with anything. Well, actually, do you remember <laughs> that we had a neighbor yes. that had a green? No, no, no. No. Our oh. neighbor had green, not grass, concrete. So the concrete was greener on the other side of the fence, (laughs) literally, because they had this pristine back patio of concrete, uh, and ours was like, you know, cracked and gray, just standard gray concrete, disheveled. um, But, and then we've also had neighbors with really nice grass. Yeah. And I, you know, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Struggle as a man. (laughs) I don't struggle. It's like, oh, good for you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so we need to be careful that we're not looking our eyes out of the world and seeing these good things and saying, why don't I have that? I want that. I should have that. Those thoughts. Absolutely. I mean, this is one of the Ten Commandments, right? Right. I mean, God explicitly commands his people to not covet your neighbor's wife, animals, possessions. Ox. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I absolutely. mean, whew. well, what do you think we can do then in our marriages as we're tempted to covet potentially is we're tempted to look around at somebody else's vacation that they just went to Hawaii or on that Disney cruise or wh- I don't know, whatever it might be and think we, we don't want to fall into that trap of dishonoring God because we're looking around and bugged about what we don't have. Right. Well, let's list out what some of those things are. You just said vacation. Earlier you said ox. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are other things that couples might look at and want for themselves? I think schedules, maybe. We might be tempted to think, oh, I wish we had that sort of easier work schedule. Or right. jobs. Yeah, right? income levels, right? right? As a, maybe there's a working wife who thinks, I wish I didn't have to work like that wife. And, or a husband who thinks, I wish yeah. I had that sort of job with that sort of income. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking at salary levels and other kinds of work and just seeing what other guys are doing and wishing that you could be doing that. Uh, looking at what other couples have in terms of a house or, you know, the vacation that they go on, right. all of this right. kind of stuff. It's like we <laughs> constantly see what other people have. Yeah. Because of social media, totally. Because of TV commercials that right. are always showing us what other people have and what right. we need. I don't know. I mean, there's all sorts of opportunities yeah. for us to covet. Yeah, it's because- easy to scroll down Facebook or social media, or whatever, and think, "Wow, they did this, or they had this, or they're going mm-hmm. here, or this sort of date night, or whatever it is," and just to think, "Wow, we we need that. We should have that." 
Yeah. So yeah, it's a temptation for sure. So what we want to do is identify at least four principles for combating this sort of coveting in a marriage relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So the first one that we'll identify here is to just stop coveting thoughts. So recognize these kinds of coveting thoughts that we're describing here. Recognize them when you see them, whether it's in your conversations at the end of the day or just in your mind. Yes. um, Or, you know, things that you share in your thinking with your spouse recognize these as sinful, covetous thoughts. Mm -hmm. In thinking about this topic, I talk to the kids about coveting quite a bit, and I use an... They don't struggle with that, do they? No, 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 because life is perfectly fair in their world. (laughs) It should be perfectly even. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, they get this. My sister got that. I should have it, you know. So I've talked to them about your lunches, actually. Okay. Me? Yeah. My I, lunches. Yes. Okay. I, I have to say that I've been tempted to want your lunch set up before. So I'm often at home and making lunches for kids. Sometimes I have a PB&J. Sometimes I got leftovers. Sometimes I got just an apple, like an apple and meat here. I don't know. Just random, random. And I'll be like, hey, you know, what did you eat today? And it's like you went out to... You know, and you were having a meeting. You were having a church meeting. You were meeting up at lunch with somebody else who's got a lunch hour, so it totally makes sense. But I've often thought, oh, his lunches. (laughs) And so I've shared this with the kids that I've worked through that. I mean, I'm not saying like that's really got me off guard, but I've said, hey, dad gets to go out a lot throughout the week. I could sit here and think, oh, I wish I had that lunch. I wish I, why don't I get it? Why doesn't he bring me something every time and really just desire it? But I share that to tell them, look, I'm happy for him. I'm, th- I'm glad he gets to do that. We yeah. have different setups. This, you know what? This, you is, know? this is part of my job, part of the, the, the one of the perks of the job. Yes. And you know what? One of the perks of your job is you get to be at home all day. So, you know, when you feel like laying down on the couch and taking a nap, <laughs> oh, you can just lay down the on the couch and take a nap. I, I can't do that. Time. I do that all the time. I just <laughs> stretch out, take a little nap. The two-year-old crawls on me. Plus, you know what? I like... Being, I like eating at home. I know you do, and, and I like eating out. Like the <laughs> the pantry, the pantry is a great place. Oh. Just lots of food, yeah, and all of it Surrounded. is available and accessible to me. And so I can just go in there and graze, like you know, little chips here, right. little yogurt and granola there, bowl right. of cereal. I, mm, you do that yeah, yeah. all day, any day. Yeah, a uh, little meat snack, little lunch meat. <laughs> well, look, when you're leftovers. at a restaurant, you didn't cut it up. You didn't prepare it. You didn't put it on the plate. You didn't have to clear the plate, wash the plate, put the plate away. So it's the whole shebang when you're out, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't always do that at home either. <laughs> <laughs> True confessions. Yeah. Okay, so our point is we need to stop the coveting. point is don't do that. Don't do that. Don't let your mind go down. Stop it right away. Recognize for what it is. Yeah, sure. what else can we do? Okay, so a second thing is to observe the things that you do have. And what I mean by that is take note, take careful note, uh, really come to see and appreciate what you do have. That is one of the best ways to combat uh, sitting there and wishing you had something more or something else. Yeah. I mean, I think in the Psalms, is it Psalm 103 where he's counting the blessings that he has. He's saying, Mm. God, thank you for Mm -hmm. these things. And there's just a list. And it's material blessings, spiritual blessings. It's just everything. 
to stop and recognize, God, you've really given me a lot. And when I can get my eyes on that, we're going to take our eyes off of somebody else's things. So that's going to help for sure. Sure. So in your marriage, appreciate what you do have in your marriage instead of looking at what other couples have and wishing you had what they have. For sure. For sure. In your relationship with your spouse, appreciate the unique features of your relationship. Yeah. In the place that you live, appreciate what you have. Yeah. There are things there to see and appreciate, but you need those eyes to see. Totally. Totally. Then a a logical next step after you've observed um, what you do have is to trust God that it's enough, that it's good. And so really, maybe this is just another way of saying, learn to be content with what you do have. Yeah, that's huge. I think it's easy to slide into discontentment, and it's uh, a command that Christians are supposed to be content. And so we want to fight that fight and think, God, you've given me what I have. You know what, I'm, what I need. You've given me more than I need, and I'm I'm thankful and I trust that you've got it planned out, that if you're withholding something from me, it's because you know it's for my good. You know that I don't need it, in fact, even if I feel like I do. And so we can really trust in our God who is sovereign, who is in control of things, and not question his choices in our life. And I think we find that contentment by uh, learning to be dependent on Christ on our relationship with God, not our stuff. Our feeling of contentment fluctuates when it's contingent upon stuff that we have and getting things that we want. Uh, It's consistent regardless of our circumstances when it's founded on that relationship with Christ, right? For sure. Uh, So put me through whatever ups and downs you see fit, Lord, but... As long as I remain dependent on you, I can be content in those circumstances. And that's you know one thing that Paul teaches us there in uh, Philippians 4. But I think about this contentment and dependence on the Lord, that's, I think that's like a synonym yeah. for contentment, Yeah, is being dependent. Yeah, that's so good. And then on the other side of contentment, I think of ambition or just desire to grow and develop. And so if it's your marriage... Be content with the things you have, the person that you're married to, the house that you live in, all of these things. Learn to depend on Christ. But there's a sense in which, you know, uh, you don't settle in and just plateau through life and call it contentment. You move forward, you grow your relationship, you develop your relationship, you pursue forward progress, right? Right. As you trust and depend. Right. Yeah. That's a good flip side to it. That's the like flip the, side. You got two sides of the coin. That's right. The heads, the That's tails. A bonus. We, need, we need both. That was step number three, bonus. Okay. That was like sub point. Yeah. Yes. I like it. Okay. <laughs> step number four, last, uh, yes. just thank God. Yes. This is a way to directly combat feelings of covetousness. For just thank sure. God for what you do have. For sure. Yeah. I, I just love thankfulness. <laughs> That's a funny thing to say. I don't know. But I think when we really are grateful and thankful and are we're thinking about the um, amount of things and goodness that God's given us, and we're, we're saying those to ourselves, that is going to keep us from not only 
coveting, but I think a lot of other sins. And it's just, we're called so much in scripture to stop and thank God, thank God. And I mean, when you stop those thoughts that we were talking about in the first section of this podcast, if you can replace them with thanks. Yeah. Of seeing what you have, but then thanking God. Thank you for this specific thing. It really takes it to the next level. Right. Right. Um, You've observed what you do have. You've expressed a trust for what you do have. Thanking God for what you do have takes it all the way home. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can encourage one another in our marriage to do this. If we hear something slip out of our spouse's mouth that is going down the, yeah, did you see what they had? Or did you, mm-hmm. you know, when are we going to get, th-? I mean, when we see that, we can kind of say, hey, let's, let's stop here together and let's make sure our focus on the right things. Totally. Yeah. And so really that, that leads into what could be a really good question to discuss. And that is just what are things you are thankful for in the relationship you have in the marriage you have, in the situation you have, your job, your house, your setup. Yeah. What are you thankful for there? And if you spent some time, husband and wife, um, answering that question with each other, I think you could have a really uh, good conversation. Yeah, a really worshipful one too. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, sweet. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode. We hope you like, subscribe, share, and we will see you next time. See ya.